Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. my co-host tonight mark schofield we were not with you guys last week we've had a week off um and we are back this week still pretty slow time in the nfl news cycle right now so we don't have a ton to talk about um but we did have some breaking news today as nfc east rival uh washington commander wide receiver terry mclaurin uh signed a contract extension with the washington commanders um and he will be uh in washington for a handful more years a couple more years at least um, so Mark, before we get started and we dive into that, you doing all right? I'm doing well, Connor. It's great to be here. I mean, things are so quiet right now. We don't even have like a weird sponsorship deal to break down. I mean, you know what? We, we've had wine and we've had pizza in the past couple of weeks, <laughs> but that's it. I mean, there's literally nothing going on. I mean, you and I, before the show, we're like scanning Twitter, we're scanning <laughs> Facebook. You know, we're going everywhere we could to try to find something to talk about. Luckily, we got the Terry McLaurin deal, which does. Do you think let me start this way, Connor. If you're an NFL general manager for a team that is not in Jacksonville, are you livid with the Jacksonville Jaguars and how they sort of reset the wide receiver market with the Christian Kirk deal? You wake up every day just angry at them, and you're just like, "Why? Yeah. Why have you done this?" But, 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 truly, to like circle back around to a point of topic here is it's like that was the whole thing with the Mari Cooper is people were complaining about the money you made. Now, when you look at it, you're just like, I mean, the Mari Cooper deal is pretty affordable now when you're looking at some of what these guys are are hauling in off of it, and that's kind of a lot of <laughs> Cowboys fans' issues at the time. I mean, Field Yates put on a tweet, okay? Wide receiver deals this offseason include Devontae Adams, five years, $142 million. Tyreek Hill, four years, one hundred and twenty. AJ Brown, four years, one hundred. Stephon Diggs, four years, 96. Cooper Cup, three years, 80.1. McLaren, three years, 71. DJ Moore, three years, 61. And Mike Williams and Chris Godwin each, three years, 60 million. It's nuts. It's nuts. Amari doesn't even make the tweet. All right. It's, I mean, the market – and Christian Kirk doesn't even make that tweet. Yeah. The market at the wide receiver position has, like, shifted dramatically in the past three months. Right. And, it, and I mean, again, like, it's always a position that, like, we thought would trend that way just because they've impacted the game more recently with the league getting into more of a passing-heavy, you know, league. But I don't think – 
anyone saw it going this crazy. I mean, and again, like when you have guys like Christian Kirk making that money, it just it kind of I mean, don't get me wrong, a lot of the guys you named are, are really good players, but man, it's just I don't know if you know you got people like Christian Kirk making almost Devontae Adams money, and that's what makes it just insane. But I mean, Terry McLaurin, you know, I, I get in arguments on Twitter all the time because I think Terry McLaurin's one of the most underrated receivers in the NFL. And I feel like he gets lost in the Washington, you know, laundry sometimes right. where like they're not a good team. So they don't, you know, they, they don't get a lot of publicity. But Terry McLaurin puts up numbers with these, you know, not very good quarterbacks year after year. And I just think he is a, he is one of the better you know, route runners in the league. He's one of the better production guys in the league. Um, even though Trayvon Diggs have had some of his better games against him. So I think Cowboys fans think he's, you know, a, a, a dud. I just think the guy can play in all three levels. He can separate. He can make plays with his route running, make plays with the ball in the air. I love watching Terry McLaurin play football, so I hate this as a Cowboys fan. Yeah. I mean, he's a very talented wide receiver. I mean – you look at the catch he had against the Chargers week one. That was sort of a, a drop what you're doing kind of moment. But you mentioned the separation, the ability to separate at all three levels of the field. You know, I was on, you know, Team 980 here in the D.C. area on Monday, you know, and I was asked, like, are they going to get a McLaren deal? Then I said, absolutely. Like, there, there's, there was no way Washington was going to sort of not get any long-term deal done with them, not get him locked up. I know a lot of people when they drafted Dotson thought, oh, hey, maybe McLaren's like a, a replacement. I mean, this is the McLaren replacement. And I just thought, no, I mean, this is uh, that was a move to get you closer to having your three wide receiver package for 11 personnel. And so, you know, I, I think he's a great player from a Cowboys fan perspective. Like, yeah, you don't want to see it because, like you said, Connor, very good player. You don't want to see him in the AFC East for, you know, the next five years or so, you know, with this three year deal. So, there is that element to it. You know, I'm looking at over the cap wide receiver contracts and it's just, I'm trying to count, but I think there's like 12 receivers that are making an average of 20 million per or more right now, which is, and that's before the McLaren thing get factored in. I mean, you're talking guys like, you know, DJ Moore and Stefan Diggs, Mike Williams, Chris Godwin and Brandon cooks, believe it or not, is just on the outside of that 20 million club per year. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I mean, and, and like McLaurin had all the – I mean, he had all the leverage in those negotiations because you take McLaurin off that team, what is it, Curtis Samuel and a bunch of – Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Demi Brown, Alex Erickson, Cam Sims. I mean, I liked Demi Brown coming out, but I think he was rather underwhelming last year to say the least. And I know a lot of people sort of knocked him for his struggles at the catch point. But, yeah, you take McLaurin off that receiving core. Who really worries you as an opposing defensive coordinator? Nobody. And, I mean, Samuel hasn't been able to stay healthy recently, so it's just been – Yeah. I mean, again, he walks into that room and goes, you're going to pay me what I want or I'll, I won't show up or whatever he's yeah. going to do. And it just gets nasty at that point. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's – from a Cowboys perspective, you hate to see it. But from a football fan perspective, I like it because I like watching the guy play. And again, like it sounds silly, but as a Cowboys fan, like I never want to go into a game with an NFC East opponent and just be like, well, I mean, that's kind of what we've been with the Giants for recent years. It's just like, how bad are we going to beat these guys today? And unfortunately, you, 
it's not fun as a fan to even go into games like that. So like, right. I don't like when teams are competitive. I like when the division's competitive because it makes it more fun as a fan to watch it. Um, so I'm excited to have him. I mean, from a fan, I'm excited, but I'm also bummed because it's going to be a, you know, I feel like for three, four or five more years, he'll be around and be given, given Cowboys hell, which is, like I said, it's always more fun when you got that competitive balance in the NFC East and it's a competitive division because it hasn't really been the last handful of years and it's just never been as fun as a fan to watch the NFC East games. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. So I wanted to pivot the topic a little bit, stay on the offensive side of the ball, but one one thing that's been discussed and been talked about a little bit here recently is the Cowboys swing tackle position. Um, you know, from the draft, they drafted Tulsa Tyler Smith in the first round, and they said that he was going to be a left-side player. And I thought that was an interesting thing to bring up because you normally hear guys be talked about as a guard – um, as a tackle, as a center, whatever it is. But you really hear coaches label guys as left or right side players. And that's what Mike McCarthy did with Tyler Smith out of Tulsa. Um, in the first first couple weeks in to offseason activities, he solely worked as a guard. But they started kind of slowly getting him tackle reps. And I think that came as second-year tackle Josh Ball did not look the part. He did not look ready. He struggled a lot. And then Matt will let's go well, rookie left tackle out of North Dakota had some ups and some downs at, you know, in, in rookie camp and in mandatory in OTA um, activities. So they started giving Tyler Smith a little bit more reps there. I think that position scares me the most because even with Tyler Smith slated in as a starting guard, you can almost bet that Tyron Smith um, is going to miss a handful of games. He's kind of done that the last few years. And then you could have some issues with Terrence Steele at right tackle where you're going to need some some veteran play at tackle to slide in for him. And they just don't have a guy there to that they really trust yet. Where are you at? I mean, I know you're not breaking down, you know, the, the Cowboys offseason activities like I am, but it sounds like that position is still as much of a question now as it was back on draft weekend. It does, and in a way it almost – doesn't it almost sounds like there's an idea you know in Dallas that yeah the swing tackle is going to be Tyler Smith and we because of you know you look at the fact Ball basically had that sort of redshirt year last year you know he's been dealing with a high ankle sprain you know you, you talk about what is Laco the fifth rounder you know a fifth round rookie playing at that level in college probably not expecting him to be somebody that's going to be an immediate contributor as a rookie. He might take sort of a developmental redshirt year, you know, the Belichick style stash him on the IR kind of right. situation. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called the future of work, where I answer all your questions on surprise, the future of work questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking from the provocative to the technical we're offering insights you won't want to miss so tune in to the future of work a prop g pod special sponsored by canva you can find it on the prop g pod wherever you get your podcasts mm-hmm. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you look at depth on this offensive line, the depth seems to be on the interior as opposed to the tackle spots. And so you can imagine a situation where, whether it's injury to Smith at left tackle or ineffectiveness or injury to Steele at right tackle, their move is take the rookie that you drafted in the first round, kick him out to tackle, and then slide, say, McGovern or, or Jones or somebody on the interior into that now vacated left guard spot. So it seems like, yeah, it's still a question mark, but it's oddly and rather awkwardly perhaps being answered by the guy that we have questions going in as to whether he can be a starting left guard as a rookie in the National Football League. It's always sunshine and rainbows coming out of this stuff, <laughs> right? Right. It always is. Like at, you've never heard of a player not looking good in, you know, OTAs, mandatory minicamp, whatever it is, but it does sound like Tyler Smith has been good. Which is great to hear. Yeah. Um, sound like he looked good at tackle. Sound like he looked good at guard. I'll believe that when I see it in training camp, when it's not, you know, it's not, I, I can see it from my own two eyes when guys are struggling, right. when they're playing well. But it is good to hear that he's not getting abused because that's what I was worried about. And it, it could be the case. But um, the fact that they're giving him the reps at tackle make me feel like he is. Like, don't you agree? Like, if, if he was struggling as bad at guard as we thought he maybe could have right away, they probably wouldn't put the tackle reps on his plate that early because they'd want him to at least get at least a little bit comfortable at guard. Like, doesn't that at least make you feel a little good that they're starting to maybe dip his toes into those waters this early? Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. It, it, it's interesting, you know, we're doing this show on Tuesday night and just eight hours ago on, you know, Cowboys.com, you know, they had a Q&A on offensive line depth. And the first question at the top of the article is, like you said, the swing tackle position. And people were basically saying like Tyler Smith, he's probably the guy, you know, that there's, you know, concerns that, you know, ball and, you know, some of the other guys aren't going to quite step up. So it's going to have to sort of be Tyler Smith by default. And it is great that, yeah, you know, you're hearing, Hey, he looks good. He's looked good. Both a guard. He's looked good at tackle. But I would be surprised if he was performing poorly that we'd hear, oh, man, he's struggling. Right. Like, like, like I, I think, you know, this is the period of time where you're probably going to hear the good stuff. Right. Um, you know, and, you know, Nick Eatman in this piece fixes as Connor McGovern's also looks pretty good at left guard. You know, so if we get through, you know, camp, it's probably going to be the situation where the rookie is the swing tackle by default. You know, and if there's an injury to the tackle spots, he kicks outside, McGovern comes into left guard, and they just roll that way. I'm not gonna lie, it it really does shock me that they were that complacent, I guess is the word I'll use with the options at swing tackle. Like the fact that they I mean, it maybe they look at it as we drafted Tyler Smith to be that guy, and they're just not saying that. But even then. I mean, if they watched Tyler Smith's tape at left tackle, it, it told someone this guy could be, I don't know. 
I mean, I guess there's another <laughs> option, which is they decide that Tyler Smith is their right tackle and McGovern is the left guard and Steele becomes your sort of swing tackle. Now, again, I'd have to see that to believe it, but I guess that's also an option. If the ability of Tyler Smith to play tackle continues into training camp, they get him reps at, say, right tackle in training camp and preseason games, and he holds his own there, then maybe Steele becomes the swing tackle. Yeah, but it just all gets murky at that point, and what concern—that's what concerns me. Because then you're just yeah, it is. And and sitting here right now, do we think that that's really their best five with Tyron at left tackle, McGovern, you know, at, at guard? You know, you put you know Tyler Smith at right tackle, uh, Zach Martin at guard, you know, and Tyler in the the center spot. Like, is that really your best five? I mean, for me, that's where it gets just—it just gets ugly at that point, which is what scares me. But yeah. I mean, again, it, it's, I mean, for me, it just gets, it gets to a point where you start moving two or three guys to fix one spot. And it's just like, why right. did you leave that one spot to be that big of an issue? Yeah. You know? But I mean, again, maybe they have, they see these guys a lot more than we do. Maybe they have a better plan in place than we think they do at this point. But that, that, that's the one position right now that just terrifies me because yeah. we've seen Tyron Smith get injured we're not a hundred percent ready for Terrence Steele, and then you got a bunch of young guys, or you got your first round draft pick moving positions in the middle of the season, and then you're moving Connor McGovern to left guard, or you're moving Zach Martin. Now it just it gets such it gets so hectic, and I just wish they would have planned it out. I wish they would have signed a veteran with the money that they saved by moving on from Lyon Collins and, and Amari Cooper drafted a guy or whatever it was. I wish they would have just set themselves up a little bit. Especially, you know, and I know Cowboys fans, you know, this isn't news to them. Tyron hasn't played a full 16 game season right. since 2015. Right. I mean, it's not, it's not like it would be a surprise if your left tackle yeah. isn't there for four or five games. It's not like a situation where he's played full 16 game slates each of right. the past 10 years straight or each of the past five years straight, you know, and him getting injured would be something out of the ordinary. Right. Him staying healthy is now the thing out of the ordinary at this Absolutely. Point. Absolutely. But um, yeah, that's, there's not a lot going on, guys. So we're trying to bring content to the table. And I think we did a damn good job today. We we, we stapled together this show on, on the fly as best we could. I mean. We might need to start lining up some guests, which we might we might have we might have some things in the works. So we might start looking at that. Training yeah. camp will be here. I mean, by the time this comes out, you'll be a few days away from July. Once training camp gets here, you guys are going to want to – there's going to be so much stuff going on that you'll there will be actual football to break down. <laughs> That's right. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening, even though we're kind of piece these things together. Um, but there's still things to talk about. We talked about them today. We'll talk, we'll find some things to talk about as we, as we approach training camp. Thank you guys for listening. Make you subs- make sure you subscribe because there's not a ton to talk about. So you got to listen to more shows, right? Like you got to yeah. listen to our, you, you can listen to four or five shows in, in a day and get your, Get your Cowboys fix, hit your NFL fix. So uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you're coming back every day to check out the shows on the Blog of the Boys podcast. We appreciate it so much. We'll see you guys next week on Talking Star. See you.
Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.